So I'm recommending people go to Gummy Cube and use them for app store optimization. They collect their own mobile only data from the app stores. So they are expert in helping you optimize your app, getting the right keywords, getting the metadata, just really helping you succeed by getting as much downloads as you can get. So I highly recommend going to Gummy Cube. That's G-U-M-M-I-C-U-B-E, gummycube.com. And go check out what they're calling Data Cube. Thanks very much, Gummy Cube, for supporting this show. So I have a highly relevant sponsor who I think you'll want to go and get a free consultation with. Uh, they are called Apptentive. And uh, don't just take my word for it. Let me read out what people are saying. They're falling in love with this service. Uh, there is a company called Big Fish Games, and this is what they're saying. Apptentive's SDK was the easiest integration I've done. It just works. It's dead simple. There's uh, a big name developer telling you how awesome they are. So go and find out. Go to www.apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's apptentive.com forward slash appguy. Thank you very much to Apptentive for being so awesome. Hi, I'm Rory Adler, the Chief Product Officer at WeWork, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the App Guy. So welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. And this episode, I'm going to be going through a launch uh, where I was involved and we became a, a top two paid app in the App Store. It has got me so much kudos, so much respect, uh, so much business, actually. And uh, it was a great launch. Uh, it's probably one of the most successful launches I've ever been involved with uh, to get to a top two uh, paid app in the App Store, beating Minecraft, beating Grand Theft Auto, going on to ProductHunt.com and beating uh, Snoop Dogg. And we know what a marketing machine he is. Uh, he launched a new album, beating all that stuff and uh, just having a wonderfully, wildly successful launch uh, with a zero marketing spend. And uh, so it's really going through uh, the uh, store app store launch uh, with my good friend Andreas Kambanis. Uh, he has been on this episode before. If you have not yet listened to episode uh, 97, all the way back to episode 97, and I strongly urge you to go and listen to that because uh, that's where he uh, really got the genesis for this uh, this idea and the success. It was all in the building and the making from, from that uh, recording that we did last year. So uh, stay tuned, sit back, Hold on tight. I'm going to go through now with you. Uh, I'm going to go through the uh, Fit Men Cook launch uh, with Andreas Kambanis. And uh, I really hope you enjoy his content. As always, do give me your feedback. And I'd love to know if you've had a similar uh, launch success uh, and um, if you've got any ideas on, on things that we can do to improve uh, those launches that we're doing here. But um, I really hope you enjoy his content. It's great. And as I said, Enjoy. Welcome to another episode. This is the podcast that helps you as an app entrepreneur. You, you will be able to launch an app and learn from the most successful people that are launching apps from uh, around the world. Uh, and what I do is I go and interview guests. Now, uh, before you start listening to the show, you may just want to go and uh, look into my archives. On, it's theappguy.co, or you can search The App Guy podcast by Paul Kemp in your app uh, podcasting app, and you'll find episode 97, one of my favorites of all time, is with Andreas Kambanis. And he uh, really 
uh, took us through his uh, journey. Very inspirational. Definitely think you should listen to to that first uh, and then come back and we'll still be here. And we're going to talk through, ready for this, the number, uh, an app launch that reached number two uh, in the app store. It is the most successful launch I've ever been involved with. It's a recipe app called Fit Men Cook. And we're going to go through that journey with Andreas Kambanis. Andreas, welcome to the App Store Launch Stories podcast. Thanks so much, Paul. Can't wait to share the story. Yeah, let's just go and, well, first of all, let's learn a little bit about the the app, I guess, to help us uh, understand the the backdrop of the story. Yeah, certainly. So Fitman Cook is a healthy recipe application with 121 recipes in there. It's got some cool features, like it works on the Apple Watch and it integrates with Apple Health Kit, so you can keep track of calories and macros. It's got um, recipe videos in there, a bunch of other cool stuff, but uh, I'll let the audience uh, take a look if they want to have more details on it. Um, and it is launched in collaboration with a person that runs an Instagram account with the same name um, called Fitman Cook, who has close to 1 million followers on there. Great. Okay. So this is a recipe app and you collaborated with Kevin from Fitmen Cook and his team. And, and then you've been preparing for this launch for about four months or so. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so this um, app is took four months of development time. Right. Okay. And then, uh, and then we've got to get straight into the, 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 the <laughs> we've just been both through a very big uh, experience. And I don't think it's ever been repeated, ha- has it, in terms of a recipe app reaching so high. So let's go back to the, the uh, when you first reached out to me and, and said, we're about to launch this app. Uh, let's, let's take the, the audience back to that part. Yeah. So I'm your typical um, disorganized uh, app developer. <laughs> so with about a week or so to go until the launch, uh, I started thinking that this might be a really nice fit on Product Hunt. Um, And initially, as I was quite naive, I thought, okay, I'll just post this up myself on the launch day on Product Hunt and hope for the best. Fortunately, I thought, okay, I'm going to actually think about this. Uh, So I reached out to you to say, how on earth does this uh, Product Hunt thing work? (laughs) What does uh, somebody need to do in order to, to perform really well on there? Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased I did because you gave me some incredible advice that meant in the end, we had more upvotes than Snoop Dogg's album launch. So we, uh, we, we threw him off the top spot on product hunt. Um, and the statistics are that we got 10,000, uh, views of our, uh, landing page through product hunt within the first 24 hours. (laughs) <laughs> so if if no one is inspired by this listening to this then you know go and do something else this is this is what every app entrepreneur dreams of to have your experience uh, by driving a lot of traffic in a very short space of time during a launch which then boosts you up and were you featured by apple at any point in time to get this number two spot No, not at all. Um, So when off uh, the back of Product Hunt, so Product Hunt happened really before we'd started our internal launch. So before we started using our own um, reach, our own marketing, uh, we were already the number four um, food and drink app 
in uh, the US. So we were already doing really well, and that was purely off uh, Product Hunt. So that just goes to show the power that that website has. Right. Okay. And then and then you were able to to sort of go under, under your own um, like marketing efforts that you had prepared for uh, and start kickstarting the uh, the launch. Exactly. So the main thing we did is we sent out an email to a list of 8,000 people that we had signed up beforehand. Um, so the way we signed those guys up is we were putting out um, updates saying, hey guys, we've got a an app coming out soon. Um, here's a video that shows it in action. So the video we put out had nearly um, 7,000 views on YouTube. Um, through Kevin's audience. And a lot of those people uh, then went ahead and signed up to the newsletter. So once we sent out that email, that's where we got our initial burst um, of downloads from our own marketing efforts. And that put us at the number one in the food and drink category. Uh, And then we kept sort of refreshing the App Store listings. Um, And let me tell you, Paul, we all leaped out of our our chairs um, and and had our arms up in the air the moment we saw that we were in the top 40 apps. We couldn't believe it. Uh, It was uh, an incredible feeling. And uh, if you think that was an incredible feeling, you can't begin to imagine what it was like when we got into the top four and then the top two in the in the in the app store. We uh, we were jumping around the room. You know, we hadn't had uh, much sleep while we were preparing for everything, but we suddenly had this huge, huge burst of energy. So it was an incredible feeling. <laughs> I could, uh, and if anyone, everyone should have listened to you in your uh, in, in the previous episode. You were jumping around uh, so, somewhere in South America and, and had this big hit. Uh, with uh, Caveman Feast, uh, and it's happened to you a- again, and and so that, that you know, for anyone who thinks that uh, you know, there's just these one-hit wonders, you you've been able to successfully do this now uh, a few times. Uh, and is it fair to say you lose a little bit of the excitement then of the on the launch day because you've done this before? No, if anything, it gets more exciting. I think, um, especially because you know, we put we really put our heart and souls into this app, so we really wanted to see it. Um, succeed it was it was actually um so it was it was a a big uh, a bigger and better feeling really and i'm also um you know i'm guilty as much as the next uh human being of always thinking okay well what's the next project what's the next big thing like how do we get this to number one um but with this launch i really tried to focus on um each moment um and really sort of try and, and take in the the entire thing and sort of pause from time to time to to think about what that means, because I think it's it's such a shame that sometimes we're always thinking ahead and we don't take any time to to celebrate those magical moments. Yeah, because I mean, uh, you know, uh, pretty much everyone listening to this is is dreaming of that day when they could, uh, you know, experience a little bit of uh, what you felt like. So let's let's try and give some actionable advice then to uh, yeah. app entrepreneurs who are listening to this. So the the first thing. That, that happened where you, you were posted on Product Hunt. Now, there's a, the time of day was really important uh, because uh, you want to get some traction on Product Hunt uh, prior to uh, the US opening. So, so it was, it was um, put on there uh, very early. Exactly. Yeah. Again, this is obviously thanks to your guidance. It's not something I could have figured out myself. But it turns out that uh, Product Hunt runs in the uh, PT time zone, which is the West Coast, um, your sort of Californian time zone. And uh, what it means is that at the end of the day, when, when, it, um, when it reaches midnight over there, that's when you want to be posting up uh, your product so that you can be one of the first guys into the new day 
and then you try and get some traction so that when the people over there start waking up, you're already um, ahead of the curve. You've already got a little bit of traction on there, which looks really good and gives you a much better chance of grabbing a higher spot in the charts. Now, the uh, beautiful thing is that anyone listening to this will think there's a master plan because the guest on before uh, you in this series of uh, podcasts is uh, Violetta Nedkova. And she's the one that we, uh, um, she liked the product and she posted it. And we know that she's got a very big influence as well. And so uh, she was um, luckily enough able to post it and end up on the homepage immediately because as you said, when you first uh, like come to Product Hunt, you think you can just post and there's this d- democratization of the platform. But we know that there's there's only certain people that have privileges that would end up with their posts on the homepage. And a lot of the posts end up like uh, kind of hidden within the, the website. Exactly, yeah. And that's uh, something I definitely didn't realize at the start. So having um, Violetta um, fall in love with the product was was absolutely perfect and, and she was sort of more than happy to, to be the person that posted it up for us. And um, I, uh, sorry, let me just close my Skype here so it's not interrupting. Okay. Well, we, you uh, are, you are, we are going through still the launch period so there is going to be a lot of, act- <laughs> we can get a sense that there's a lot of activity there. Yeah, there's been, um, let me tell you, there's been, I don't know, maybe 500 emails, maybe a thousand um, tweets and comments on on Instagram. It's been impossible to to stay on top of things, but we've really done our best. It's um, it's really hard because you really don't want to leave out anybody in the audience that has a question. Um, so we've really, you know, we've worked all hours to try and be responding to everything. And there was there was three of us three of us in the same room during the launch. Um, and we were all sort of sat around this table together so that we could all be in one place and ask each other questions and help each other out. So we were all kind of diving in and, and doing what we can. So it was, as you can imagine, it was a great atmosphere. But in terms of um, product time, the other really um, instrumental thing was is... Um, I know that uh, Product Hunt don't like it when you tell your audience to upvote it for you. Um, that's really sort of against the, the ethos of the website. So that was a big thing that, um, again, you, you taught me about. So I made sure that when we spoke about our position on Product Hunt to our audience, we said to them, um, hey, go check us out on Product Hunt. We didn't want to say, hey, go to Product Hunt, click this button to upvote us, because we knew that was kind of against their their, their, their general ethos, basically. And um, they tweeted us this advice as well as soon as we got on uh, Product Hunt. So that was a big, big thing. Uh, and the other big, big thing was that we did our best to respond to any comments and really engage with the community on there because Product Hunt has some really, really smart users. So we got some really excellent uh, questions on there, some excellent advice on there. Um, so we did our best to to make sure that we were on there answering any questions. It's really a website that's just trying to build this incredible community. And also, I thought what was really good during the launch was the fact that you had a load of promo codes that you gave away to the product hunters, and uh, and then you used a, a particular service to to enable you to do that quite easily. Yeah, I think it's is it. Um, I forget the name now, um, but um, yeah, it's, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. So if anyone wants to check it out, we can definitely yeah. It out. So what it means is that once you've claimed one of the ten codes that we put available on there, you just tap a button that says claim, so that somebody isn't having to type in each code to then find out. Oh, it's somebody's already taken it. So it's a really nice, um, simple service which I came across through uh, Reddit. 
yeah now there's uh, some so we've talked about product hunt you you continue to have a really good day on there and it enabled like the some of the growth but then we we look at uh, reddit now and you did some really cool stuff on reddit yeah so after um yeah after beating snoop dog on uh, on product hunt <laughs> yeah. uh, you're just we... loving that aren't you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, everyone. He's gonna, team, you know, he's gonna turn up to your house and uh, <laughs> just like you know, everyone take in him our out. team. Everyone in our team is a is a big fan of his. So it, it was a yeah, it was a really uh, fun fun moment when we found out we'd beaten him. Um, uh, so the yeah, the other big thing we thought, okay, it'd be great to get some coverage on Reddit here. Um, everybody knows uh, the the power of, of of Reddit, the marketing power. So, but what we didn't want to do is just post up on there and say, "Hey, the app's now available. Go download it," because that's just too self promotional. Um, and again, the the Reddit ethos, which you really need to understand if you're going to use it as a tool, is to not be self promotional. You're there to add value to the community. Um, not to just try and advertise your product. So with that in mind, what we thought we'd do is we would post up one of our exclusive recipes that you can't find anywhere else on the internet um, and, and provide that in a subreddit that was called Fit Meals. Um, so we did that, we posted it up, and um, we had the a link to a picture, and the picture had 22,000 views um, on the, the first day, which is incredible. Uh, and... In, uh, beneath the picture, we just wrote, you know, this is from uh, the new Fitman Cook app, which has just launched today. And obviously, in the comments where we'd listed out the recipe, we also included an app, um, a link to the app in there as well. So it was a way of saying, hey, here's something really valuable. By the way, if this is the kind of thing you like, you might want to also check out the app. And we got a bunch of upvotes on there. Um, and, you know, we didn't have any complaints that it was promotional. So I think it went really, really well. I mean, that's just excellent advice for anybody because, you know, we do know that self-promotion, a lot of these communities uh, really detest it and you get lots of negative comments. So adding value, it flips the whole thing around and, and they're getting something for free, but then they need to go and, uh, you know, take some action to get the rest of it. It's like a teaser. So um, Definitely, yeah. yeah. So somebody can get a lot of value out of just looking at the picture and if it's the kind of thing that they think, oh, I love this recipe, then they can go find out more about it. So I definitely tell people in the audience to, to look to how they can add value to the community and also alongside that um, promote the message of their app. So let's talk also about Kevin's uh, impact then on um, the yeah. uh, Instagram because uh, you know a lot of us do have Instagram accounts. I mean, clearly uh, he, he's got a lot of numbers behind him, but... What what sort of things did he do then during the launch phase on Instagram? Yeah, I'm not sure if we can um, embed uh, an Instagram image uh, on uh, beneath this uh, this podcast, uh, but uh, I'll have to embed the dance that he did to announce the uh, the app was available, uh, which was absolutely hilarious. Um, so it was it was really nice way of engaging with the community because instead of just saying, "Hey, the app's available, go download it now." It was sort of showing like how excited he was that the app is finally done. It's finally out there and available to his audience. Um, and that got 10,000 um, likes or upvotes or whatever you call it on Instagram, um, which goes to show just the, the sheer sort of marketing power that that tool has. Um, so that was really the big push that came from, from Kevin's audience. 
So let me tell you about GummyCube.com. GummyCube have an app store optimization tool called DataCube, and it offers uh, mobile analytics from the app stores, such as the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. Now this allows for rapid optimization and gives you uh, high quality results without much effort at all. So you won't need to waste thousands of hours a month guessing why you aren't getting traffic. Uh, GummyCube's algorithms uh, analyze all the keywords that you need to analyze uh, that will tell you why certain keywords uh, are not working and it can help uh, build additional relevant phrases uh, to increase your reach of your app. So you'll instantly uh, and automatically know what keywords to use and how to build upon them. Uh, so really give yourself a better advantage of being discovered by going to gummycube.com. Go and check out their App Store optimization service, but also check out DataCube and you can get a, a demo if you uh, just say you come from the app guy that will also be very helpful as well. Thank you very much to gummycube.com uh, for supporting this show and uh, thanks for going to check that out. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. I just want to take a minute to thank our sponsors. It's apptentive.com. You can go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy. That's all lowercase and you can see what's going on. But I've actually got the co-founder on. It's uh, Roby Ganguly and he is uh, going to help us. If you are an app developer and you're really frustrated with the app store, you're just getting all your users to vent their anger through the reviews, then Roby can help you out. And I've got Roby on the line. So Roby, how can you help with this awful frustration about users leaving? some bad reviews. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. The App Store is, is kind of like a wall between most app developers and their customers, where people just kind of go vent and leave graffiti on it. So our tools make it really easy to listen to the customer inside the app, to keep them there, to intercept their negative feedback, to reach out before people are upset, find out how they're feeling, and when they're not having a great experience, giving them the tools to talk to you. So you as the app developer can really listen to your customers without having to pay the price of negative app reviews in the App Store, without having the problem of trying to chase them down and figure out the why. Using us, you intercept those neg negative pieces of feedback and you get better ratings and reviews. Well, that, it's a no-brainer then. So I do think that you should go to apptentive.com forward slash app guy. And uh, I really do thank you, Roby, for sponsoring the show. And did that then, were you able to link from that video across? Because I know that sometimes links in Instagram can be, I don't know, a little bit challenging. Did people actually click off onto the App Store to download it directly from Instagram? Yeah, so here's what we've repeatedly found is that it makes it very hard to, to track people that are downloading your app because what will happen is most people will go, oh, great, the Fitmen Cook app's available. Then they will just open up the App Store on their iPhone, type in Fitmen Cook, and then download it that way. So it really didn't make a big difference that we couldn't include a link beneath the video uh, because people were likely going to be just searching for it in the App Store anyway, which is why it's so important to have a unique name of your app because if somebody was to type in, uh, healthy recipes app, they're going to come across a hundred apps and they're never going to find your one. So that's why we found it so important to have that unique name so they could definitely find it in the app store. So it really wasn't a hindrance for us that you cannot add links on Instagram. But what we did do is you are allowed one link inside your profile. So we changed that link uh, to the Fitmen Cook app. 
Oh, I see. Okay, so you're changing the link in the profile so that people can click from from there. Uh, and then let's talk a little bit about this uh, new tool that's come out from Apple. Apple's finally starting to uh, unveil some of the stats that, that you know we can access, uh, and we're now able to see the conversion of people landing on the uh, download page to then how many people download it. And uh, did you want to talk a little bit about that side of it? Yeah, definitely. I'd be really happy to, to share some numbers here with the audience uh, because I think it's useful when they're trying to do their own calculations to see how the, um, their app is going to perform. So we had a conversion rate on our paid app, which is $2.99. Uh, we had a conversion rate of 15%. Now, what a lot of people, um, from what I've been understanding, the conversion rate on a free app is anything from 75% to 90%. Um, so on a paid app, you need to sort of adjust those expectations and expect to get around 15% uh, conversion. Um, so this is an incredibly useful tool that Apple have provided because what it means is we can update some of our older apps and change some of the screenshots and then see what effect that has on the conversion, and we never really had access to that before. So it's a, it's a great, great tool. Yeah, and, and most Apple uh, developers, or if you have an account, you would have received an invite from uh, Apple potentially to then uh, test that and, and start using it. Uh, so so um, here, here's some other questions. I just want to um, uh, mention that there's some great people listening to this who have uh, filled out a form uh, that have uh, asked questions and, um, you know, now you've got through this launch, uh, one of the questions is, how, how do you know where to, to you're going to put your next focus? I mean, I guess it's a little bit challenging now, but wait, what are you going to do now with yourself? Now you've won a lot, you know, you've won this this big hit. <laughs> we've, uh, we've had our New York Times bestseller of the app world. Um, I think, uh, I think, you know what, I just really want to catch up on some sleep this weekend uh, I just, I just don't want to think about what's next. Really, I think, like I said early on in the podcast, I think we spend too long focusing on, on the next thing and, and not enough time celebrating, um, you know, the current moment, basically. Uh, but you know, for us, it, it means um, we'll be looking uh, to to improve the app, to keep adding new features. Uh, we'll also be looking to release more um, healthy recipe applications because that's what we're getting known for. Um, and I hope that that's what we're getting known for through Apple as well. Um, so uh, we're really just going to keep going on this course and take away all of the things that we've learned. Um, and also, I, you know, probably at the start of next week, I'd like to write a couple more blog posts on medium.com that shares some more information about the launch because I'm really keen on trying to help out the community, learn from our mistakes, learn from the things we did right um, and that's why it's such a pleasure to to come on this podcast today with you. Yeah, no, that's terrific. And actually, just to uh, ensure that people can get a link to the, the the stuff that you've already posted, it's extremely valuable. It's hugely transparent. It's generic. You, you know, it's not salesy. It literally is you during a launch just giving back. Uh, and they can find that link by going to appstorelaunch.me and look for episode five with Andreas Kambanis, and you'll see a link to the blog post and some other resources. Uh, to, for, I mean, just as we're running out of time, let's uh, go through a few more of these. Uh, how do you feel about monetizing the app? Obviously, you're selling the app. Uh, have you thought about monetizing any parts of the app within in-app purchases or uh, advertising? Yeah, certainly. So um, 
the App Store can sometimes feel the philosophy of developers is sometimes a bit of a race to the bottom. Um, so it seems that it's a little bit of a, okay, this one user complained that the app isn't free, so I'm going to make it free. Um, so for us, we, we definitely don't want to do that. We want to um, provide what value we can um, for, for everybody in the audience. You know, all of the recipes are free on the website. But for those people that are prepared to part with $3, you know, we can give them a really good app. So it's, yeah, it's a, that's a really uh, big, interesting uh, philosophical question. But um, we are looking at perhaps adding some in our purchases and, and seeing how we can sort of um, keep that growth coming. Um, what we are actually thinking of doing is also releasing this on Android. Uh, and on Android, the likelihood is, is that we'll go down the free route because we know that uh, people are much less prepared to, to pay for an app on Android. Um, so the likelihood is, is that the Android app will be free within our purchases. Right, I see then. I guess you could sell bundles of the recipe books as uh, upgrades. Yeah, definitely. There's a bunch of um, ideas. But I think, yeah, Android's really a, a totally different uh, animal to the um, iPhone app store. Um, you know, I, I prefer apps that I just pay a couple of dollars for, other people prefer an app that's free but that has adverts in it and they're, they're happy to, to, to see those adverts. So it's definitely a, a different approach depending on which app store you're, you're targeting. Yeah, and actually just on the App Guy podcast uh, a series, we did have uh, someone from Split Metrics who were, were actually validated that point uh, that um, people are more likely to pay for an app on the Apple App Store um, but prefer free apps. So you're just validating what we know now is to be true and puts to rest all those um, conversations online about which one's best in terms of uh, paid apps. <laughs> so, Definitely, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we, just um, one final thing then uh, is, I mean, did you have any deployment issues with Apple as you were trying to get closer to the launch? Uh, did, uh, I mean, as uh, Damien Stanton asks, yeah, did you have any uh, issues also with unexpected scale? Uh, no, so we are the only thing that um, could have been an issue is we're using a service called App Boy, and what App Boy allows us to do is to get some statistics um, live. So right now, while we're chatting, I can see exactly how many users are are in the app right now. It's, it's a really exciting figure to look at just to think about all these people getting value out of the uh, the application. Um, but one thing we we had in mind is that okay, we need to be careful. Uh, that um, you know the, the App Boy SDK scales up, so that if a ton of people are looking at the newsfeed inside the app that it provides, then they're not just going to shut that down. And the nice thing is, is that App Boy scales up um, as more users come into the app. So you just get a bill at the end of the month. It says this is how many monthly active users you've had. Here's the bill. So it's prepared to scale up to any size that you need. Wonderful. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of sort of the the upload process, the biggest challenge was probably that uh, we sent off the Apple to the app to Apple for approval um, a day after we got the Apple Watch in our hands. So we had this like twenty four hour window where we just had to quickly get it on the watch and test it out. And there was a bunch of bugs that we would have had in there if we didn't have the um, the watch in our hands. So that was really the only like real sort of sticky moment, basically. But uh, but it all it all uh, it all worked out well. Yeah, and I'm guessing that you uh, marked in your developer account that that you had a certain launch day, and so that it was approved, and then you had a bit of time to then uh, yeah. go through the launch. 
We had a three-day window, yeah. yeah. I'd have preferred a sort of one- to two-week window, but uh, in the end, yeah, we had three days um, when we knew the app had been approved and we knew the app was going to launch three days later. Well, Andreas, thank you very much for sharing that story. I mean, uh, people can go and, and read more by going to appstorelaunch.me and it's uh, episode five, you'll see there. Um, in the meantime, how best can people find out more about you and, and read more of the stuff that you've put online? Yeah, certainly. So um, andreascambanis.com. Um, probably doesn't matter too much how you spell it because I'm sure Google will uh, point you in the right direction. And uh, otherwise, I'm on tri- uh, Twitter, uh, Andreas K-A-M. Great. Well, thank you very much for inspiring me, this whole uh, audience, and uh, just really just reminding us that you know indie developers can make a difference. We can compete against the big marketing powerhouses, and uh, we can uh, actually achieve uh, unbelievable success. And without actually what it sounds like, without a huge marketing budget. In fact, probably am I right to say a zero marketing budget? <laughs> Pretty much as close to zero as you can get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Andreas, all the best for the success of Fitmen Cook, and I'm sure that you'll have some other big launches that you can come back and talk to us. But for now, thanks very much for coming on this App Store Launch Stories podcast. Thanks so much, Paul. It's been a pleasure. Remember to go and check out gummycube.com. They are supporting this show and this episode. Uh, they have big data analytics from the App Store through the use of DataCube. And uh, I want to ask you right now, are you actually using web data to search for uh, your user behavior? Uh, it's irrelevant. The way we search on web is totally different to the way we search on the app stores. Uh, actually use live, real-time app store intelligence by going to gummycube.com. And thank you very much to Gummycube for supporting this show. So let me remind you that this episode has been sponsored by Apptentive. Now you can go and sign up for a free mobile app consultation by going to apptentive.com forward slash appguy. That's all lowercase, apptentive.com forward slash appguy. All you need to do is complete a form and what they'll do is they will evaluate uh, an overall app experience and information about how Apptentive can increase your app's ratings and reviews. So go to www.apptentive.com forward slash appguy, get that free consultation and thank you Apptentive for supporting this show.